every day's a brand new morning since the morning you moved in. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Yes, I'm feeling like a million since I got you living in. the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Miss Ann is at home uh, resting and enjoying herself today. <laughs> she, she didn't want to get out in this. Uh, Brother Rufus is at home, and uh, he's on the line with us, so we're so glad. Well, to, you didn't uh, get to hear me sing along with Johnny Cash. Well, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't, but uh, I, know, I know that you uh, enjoy that song, so... That's that's why it's on there. But just to say good morning to everybody too. We uh, start the show. We short uh, start the show this uh, second hour with uh, one word: no. Do not get out <laughs> and walk or ride right now. Uh, you may want to get out and sled, but uh, you need to be really careful because it's it, uh, it. If the snow gets packed, it's very dry snow. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to throw snowballs or make snowman a snowman out of this till it uh, gets a little mushier or something but uh, it's pretty dry snow very cold do be careful if you're out getting uh, I, I just uh, noticed on on the tube that uh, someone ran off of maybe 40 and into a creek didn't look very deep thank goodness but uh, that had to be a jolt hope everybody's okay. I, when I was driving in this morning, uh, someone slid out behind me. I did notice that. I got off the Beltline as soon as I could and uh, got on a road that had a little more snow on it, but uh, there weren't as many people. So just uh, be careful if you're driving anywhere, uh, certainly west. Of, well, I don't know. Most of the state, I think, got some precipitation. As you get down east, uh, they really have some problems with ice. Uh, William mentioned that uh, he's in Beaufort, and they have shut down some of the bridges here and there. So it, you probably want to don't want to head that way anyway. But there was also an incident at Raleigh-Durham International Airport. A uh, small Delta plane uh, slid off the runway. Nobody was injured uh, that we know of. There's still flights going in and out of there uh, this morning. We had about three inches in Raleigh, and I'm sure that uh, maybe you you got a little more, a little less uh, here and there, wherever you're listening this morning. Uh, out at the State Farmers Market, uh, by, by the way, Johnny Coley is with us from uh, the Granville Person Extension Service, uh, along with Brother Rufus. Um, Jeff Hanlin, uh, Hamlin is running things this morning. Uh, Billy Howell is out of the State Farmers Market. Uh, Billy, how are things out there? They are pretty and white. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, yeah, well, we've been doing a bunch of plowing. I think the crops will be in soon. We plowed all night. Oh wow! Okay, so do you do you have any vendors out there yet, or 
we have one in our wholesale, uh, trucker's wholesale area, and um, none of the farmers have showed up yet. Okay. Um, I would say if anybody does need, like, firewood or those essentials, please call before you do come out here. Right. And firewood, uh, you'll have a lot of firewood out there, I suppose, uh, at some point, and you usually do this time of year, and I'm sure there's great demand with the cold weather we're having right now. Uh, one of the farmers did show up yesterday with a couple of trailers of firewood, and he didn't keep them long. I'm sure he didn't. And a lot of your vendors are coming from areas that maybe got a little more snow than Raleigh. Oh, yeah, all over the state, yeah. east and west of Raleigh, both. <clears throat> so... Um, but uh, the market shops are are they you, you assume that they will be open today or I, it's hard to say. Um, I did get a call from um, a couple of the vendors saying they wouldn't be open today. Okay, but would like to remind everybody um, when it does get safe to travel. If the stores still don't have milk and bread and eggs, we have plenty of it, and I promise you, they better than what you can get at a bunch of the normal retail stores. Yeah, you have uh, quite a diverse uh, group out there, and, and a lot of uh, the uh, farm-raised meats and uh, cheeses. I get, I guess you've got the Ash County cheese out there. you got you got all of it. Uh, great bread. you got a bakery out there. What about the Farmer's Market Restaurant? Is that open this morning? It is not. Oh, wow. I'm waiting to Good hear if they're going to open tomorrow. I know yeah. that they don't normally close, but this morning they thought that it would be better if they closed. Yeah. Uh, well, we food is going to be closed today, but uh, I talked to Kemp this morning, and he is planning on opening tomorrow at normal time. Okay, yeah, it'll be a I little I safer. Hear that I know. I, I don't think I've heard of. Uh, they're kind of like the radio station. They don't, uh, you know, don't often hear of the farmers market restaurant closing. So, uh, gosh, all that w- wasted flour and and uh, dough for biscuits. I, I just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got Sister Monica text messaged me asking me what's going on this morning. Well, that's great. Uh, uh, please give her our best, Miss Monica. Everything uh, there. There aren't a lot of people moving around, but I, I'm sure she got uh, down in Johnston County uh, more than we got here in Raleigh. But uh, so it's pretty quiet at the farmers market right now. But uh, normally you would have vendors out there with. Now, yesterday, what did you have under the the farmer's shed? Uh, you had vegetables uh, and fruits. I, actually, yesterday we had um, wood out here. <laughs> you had a lot of wood. Okay. <laughs> we had, you know, we had a lot of black ice coming from the east. Right. Me and yesterday morning. Well, that's right. About thirty six o'clock. So um, they, we had firewood yesterday, but but uh, previously before that, like Thursday. Um, we had plenty of varieties of apples and tunnel-grown strawberries, a lot of um, winter squash and uh, greens. Somebody tried to get in the door, Billy, or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, somebody, well, maybe that was a roof and roof. Somebody tried to get in your door? Well, I've, I've been looking around. I heard that wham, bam. Thank you, man. I don't know. Uh, maybe that was at Johnny's. Johnny, you got some uh, cows trying to get in your house? <laughs> no, my, my wife came down the steps. So, uh, oh, okay, boy. <laughs> I'm in the living room. And, as uh, tiny as she down. is, she she really packs a wallop, doesn't she? 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, back to the farmers market. Uh, we uh, we had Billy. Uh, I'm sure you you have greens out there that will be sold tomorrow, and uh, you'll be pretty much back into operation. Yeah, plenty of uh, firewood. So, all right. Well, I hope y'all get it. You, you get. Did you get that new road s- scrape yet? Um, not yet. Nobody's <laughs> going to use this thing. I don't believe. <laughs> well, I know y'all be glad when that thing gets open finally. That will be. Nice. I, mean, I, I did want to tell you, I did make a doubt law this week. So. Okay. <laughs> well, I you know uh, I hope folks will will come out. Don't. Don't try to go out there today, apparently, because uh, it doesn't sound like a lot of people are going to show up to uh, serve you. So uh, count on tomorrow, but still be careful. Well, Billy, I appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate talking to you. I'm glad you're okay. All right. You and the groupers, y'all behave. Don't get no trouble because you can't run in this stuff. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) It does hamper things, doesn't it? It does. All right, buddy. Take care. Y'all have a good one. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And we're doing our best to run it into the ground during this uh, second hour you know i haven't even given the temperature the temperature is 20 degrees uh charlie stegall would would have a a fit he'd be on the phone after me uh, for for not giving he's the guy that hired me okay. 47 years ago so he uh in case you're listening charlie i apologize it is 20 degrees so wait to see us alfredo it's one of our lele folks walking by and Alfredo uh, brought us croissants. Yeah, how about that? that? Mike, is he looking for a donut? No, no. You know, I tried to go to Bojangles this morning to to bring a box of uh, ham biscuits, but uh, they weren't they weren't open. I didn't see anybody in there this morning, uh, and I didn't I didn't drive over to uh, to the Dunkin' Donuts place if I was going to bring. So I usually don't get in here early enough to do stuff like that. I really should. I should do that every week. Yeah, I should bring bring food every week mm-hmm. rufus i hate to tell you this but melissa made some pimento cheese yesterday and i, I if you had you been in this morning i would have brought you some oh my goodness i just had a big smile from uh a lady that adores uh, you and melissa and takes care of me named the warden <laughs> who, who loves that pimento cheese yeah, I had some of it. It was really good. It was really good. It's very addictive, just like her peanut brittle and about everything else she makes. But we're gonna we're gonna have some chicken pastry tonight. Night, good cold night. She's making. That's an arduous task because she does it the way my mother did, and it's uh, it's very it's very hard work. So, but it always tastes good. So we're gonna have uh, have that and cornbread. Right out of the Did skillet. White meal or the other white meal? Though? White meal, yes. Thank That's what my mother. You can't get that anywhere else. Uh, you go somewhere and, and get uh, cornbread in, a, in a, a restaurant or something. It's that yellow. Right. Like it's more like cake than cornbread. Yeah. That's what we had at Nashville Elementary School. And I <clears throat> I never, uh, I, you know, that, that set me off for yellow cornbread and uh, rutabagas the rest of my life. I. <laughs> I just never, after eating those right out of the can, I just never, never warmed up to a rutabaga. Johnny Hood's the only person I know who likes rutabagas. 
At any rate, uh, let's well, go to. Easy to grow. Huh? They're pretty easy to grow. That's right. They are. Uh, Brother Rufus Edmonston, if you uh, if if that voice sounds familiar, he is a, a former Attorney General and Secretary of State in North Carolina and uh, Chief Deputy Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee. Uh, back then, uh, Johnny Coley is an extension agent in Granville and Person County. And uh, Robert is in Richmond, Virginia. Robert, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Rufus, you may not remember me because it's been 40 years, but uh, I was a zone manager with Ford Motor Company, and you were my problem solver. Ah. Particularly, particularly, oh, my goodness. People were throwing away their recall notices, and that included the ones for the Pinto, which we all know what that did. And uh, you wrote a very nice letter for us and let us reproduce it and send it out. And people were flocking to the dealerships, getting their cars fixed. Oh, wow. That's great. We went from 43rd in the country and uh, from North Carolina up to, I believe, 3rd in a matter of about uh, 40 days. Oh. Rufus, you just never know who's going to call. Who's out there? That's great, Robert. I don't know if you remember me or not, but you came up with a lot of good solutions for things. Well, I... Rufus uh, remembers people. He he really has a great remember uh, remembering well, tool I, there. Now that you're now that you're doing that, Robert, I remember the recall letter, and I remember having a conversation with you, and there there was you you offered me a, a a tour if I ever wanted to go to the your main manufacturing plant, and I never I never took that offer up. I didn't have time. I wish well, I had it now. Yeah. I, I transferred out and, and uh, moved back home to Richmond because I was tired of being on the road and got in the real estate business, and it's been a, been a long time. But you uh, you did some really great stuff. I don't want to tie the whole show up with everything that you did, but you came up with some great solutions for problems. And, That's great. Uh, I'm so I, glad I you called, Robert. Attorney General like you out there. Yeah. That really makes me feel good to know that, that somebody can remember that far back and, and uh, acknowledge that. I might have done something a little good. Well, that one was a lifesaver. I passed near Richmond while my wife and me uh, on Monday uh, heading back from Williamsburg. We didn't go through the country. We we took 64 to, to 95. So um, good old town there. Yeah, we're, we're a little uh, cooler than you are. We're at 18 degrees this morning and just a skiff of snow, and you got the snow, and I guess you're a little warmer down there. Not much, twenty degrees, but we we had about three three inches officially in Raleigh. But uh, did, did, y'all just got a little bit of snow, huh? Tiny, but you need a micrometer to measure it. It's oh wow! Skip. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're all, Robert, all what, about what Thank you, you very much. I listen to your show uh, every Saturday, and uh, I hope Rufus's shoulder gets better soon. We, you know, we had a, a an, an elderly lady who used to listen to us up there. She had a groundhog problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was under her shed and we tried and tried that she she's passed away since then but her her um her uh, brother lives down this way and um he told her about the show i'm so glad you listened robert and thank you so much give every give everybody in uh richmond a hug when you see him i will do well, that let me ask thank robert a for... question about a, a restaurant down there in the old part of town it was a very a very fine uh old-fashioned restaurant that has all kinds of uh, little nooks and crannies in it. Is it is it still existing, Robert? I don't know. He, they got so many restaurants in Richmond now. I don't. We got a few left. 
Yeah. You say the old part of town. I don't know what would be the new Chuck part of Flip. Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Probably I mean, there are a lot of big. Flip. Yeah, that's an old town. That was a Cuban restaurant down there, too. If, yes. If, was this near the train station, Rufus? Yes. The old train station. Yeah. Okay. Farmer's Market. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, great place. And Robert, please call us again. I will do it. But eventually things thaw it. Maybe I'll learn how to, to plant grass or something and give you a call. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Uh, let's go to Jack and Elon. Jack, good morning. You're at WPTF. Good morning. I think I heard a few minutes ago about a pruning class that will be held in Alamance County, I think, in February. I have uh, blueberries that need to be trimmed and pruned, and I'd like to attend that class if you can give me a date and time. Well, Johnny is in Granville and Person County. I don't know that we mentioned Alamance. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. But, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, we got a couple of minutes. Can you uh, describe when and and, uh, how, as best you can, to prune blueberries? Um, Well, blueberries, the the main thing is to prune from the bottom, just like you prune crepe myrtles. Um, You want to start at the bottom. And get the the larger canes or the larger um, trunks out of there. Uh, if they're gray, they have a lot of gray wood on them. Um, you want to get rid of those. Which which you mainly want to have with your blueberries is the newer growth that uh, usually is going to be sort of almost a red tint to it. So the, the more of that new growth you have, the the more um, berry uh, production you'll have. But as the as the canes get older, as the and they don't produce as well, so you just want to sort of thin them out, but you want to do that all the way at the bottom. You don't want to prune from the top so much, um, getting those those pruned, you know, getting it getting it down so you can reach the berries. Uh, somebody asked me uh, recently how, how tall should your uh, blueberry plants be, and said, well, it depends on how tall you are, because you want to be able to reach them. You, know, you, don't, you want to be able to get, uh, get to those berries. Uh, so that's the main thing is thinning, thinning those because it's usually a multi-trunk or, or not really canes, um, but they're multi-stemmed uh, plant. So you just want to thin them out so you can get good airflow and, and have a lot of a, a good growth coming from the from the ground from from the new growth. Um, so you have a, a, a yeah. good production of. You get little matchstick, what they call matchsticks, uh, at the top. And we gotta we gotta go. Uh, Jack, can you hold on a second, and, and Johnny can finish. Sure. All right, we'll do the news and, and come back here in the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Miss Clab is not in today, but uh, we got Brother Rufus and uh, also Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in Granville and Person County. Now, uh, Jack is with us in Elon, and he's interested in blueberries. And, Jack, I'm sure you can go to find the uh, Cooperative Extension Service Alamance office, and I would assume, Johnny, that they would have listed there somewhere that that there's going to be a, a, a pruning demonstration if they're going to have one. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I was just looking um, online at the break. Um, yeah, Bill Kleiner is the director over there, and, and um Bill is, is real good at um, the fruit 
trees and, and fruit, fruiting plants. So uh, he would be a good contact. Uh, Christine Specker uh, is a horticulture technician over there that uh, would, would be able to help quite a bit. They are having a blueberry school um, in Alamance County with the Cooperative Extension um, Center over there, and they will have it at the Buster Sykes Farm. And I think um, what the gentleman was, was mentioning was Paul uh, McKenzie and myself were going to take a group over to Alamance County at the Buster Sykes Farm. It's a great... Oh, okay. I missed the Alamance farm. part of it. When is that yeah, going to be? Um, we're we're going to take a group over there uh, February 12th, but they're having a blueberry school at Buster Sykes Farm uh, on March 10th. Does Buster uh, Sykes 10th. know that? Uh, well, <laughs> there is a history with the Buster <laughs> Sykes Farm. Uh, it's named after someone that donated the land to oh. the County Extension Service I got you. in order to do this type of, uh, yeah, to, to put a... Um, uh, it's, it's more of a demonstration. I guess it's a uh, research slash demonstration uh, orchard that they have over there. They've got uh, apples, peaches, blueberries, blackberries, grapes, pawpaws, figs, um, lots of different types of fruit, about any, any type of fruit that you would, that would Sounds grow. Sounds like around. a great place. Yeah, it is. And it's great for demonstration and for, for teaching people how to prune. And they're going to have that, that blueberry uh, March 10th. They're specifically going to have... Uh, that on, on blueberries now they will have some other events coming up um on, on pruning apples and peaches at different times but this uh, on march 10th will be just for the, the blueberries so that would be a great if he's in elon that would be a great one to go to just for for blueberries Mar- on february 12th we're going to sort of do an overall uh view of, of all of them um but uh it's and you know welcome to to come out on, uh, on February twelfth, uh, but we'll be take we'll be having uh, a group from from Granville in person and, and Vance and Warren counties out there at that time. But but if you'll go to uh, Jack, if you'll go to the um, Alamance County Center, uh, ex- the Extension Center for Alamance County on the website, they'll they'll give you a, a calendar of events there. Um, it's a great you know great tool to use, a great resource. Um, to have uh, right there in your backyard uh, with that that demonstration orchard. So, but on March tenth uh, for blueberries, it's going to be from nine thirty to two. Nine thirty to two um, at Buster Sykes Farm uh, on March tenth. So, did you uh, did you finish your description of uh, of pruning for Jack uh, of pruning the blueberries? Um, well, I, if he has any specific questions on that, I think um, you know the main thing is, is pruning from the bottom. And if you do any pruning from the top, it would just be the, the real twiggy uh, areas at the top. They follow um, uh, Bill Klein from uh, the, the blueberry specialist for NC State. He um, he, he calls it matchsticks. The little bitty little bitty twiggy areas at the top. Sometimes you need to prune those off because they, you'll have small berries on them, but it doesn't develop into the larger uh, larger berries and. And one thing that I, I warn people about when they're pruning blueberries is not to look up at all the buds that you're pruning off. Because um, a lot of times when you're pruning your blueberries, not quite yet, they're not budded up, but by the end of February, they will be budded. You can see those flower buds, uh, and you know that's going to be a berry, and it's hard, hard, to, hard to prune those off sometimes. But it's, it's better to, 
to thin them out. You'll have bigger berries. You may not have as many, but you'll have bigger berries, and the, and the plant will be healthier by getting those uh, thinned out and that gray, those gray canes out of there. Okay, um, I've been doing it wrong. My plants have gotten to be about 10, 12 feet tall, too high to reach the berries. And I've, I've been clipping it off the top, not knowing how to do it. Uh, I have one other question. Sure. There are several stems coming up out of the ground. They've been they're several years old. How many stems could I cut out? Cut out half of them or a third of them? Or? It sounds, yeah, I would say you could, you could sound like you could cut out about half of them. Just cut out the great, the ones that are gray, the oldest ones. I'd start with cutting those out. Okay. Um, you want to you want to have the size of the, the base to be about the size of a wash tub, an old you know an old, old wash tub um, size. That's that's about the size of the base you want it to be. So any of the gray stems, um, get those out, and um, you know the, the taller branches. If you got them ten to twelve feet, see which ones are the tallest, and and follow them down to the bottom and, and get those cut out. So you okay. that that reduces the the height by cutting at the base. Okay, that's very good information. I appreciate it, and I will call Alamance Extension agency to get the location on this farm. I don't know where it is. So they may have a. Uh, I assume there's a bulletin, uh, something that's been written about blueberries, growing blueberries uh, for the homeowner Johnny that uh, he can find online, or they can send to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's some, there's some great documents on, um, on, on how to grow, uh, blueberries. The, um, and, and yeah, you can find that online or, or contact the Alamance County Center and they'll be glad to, um, to send that to you, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, there's some, some great resources out there. Okay. I'll, I'll follow up on that then. Jack, you have a great day. Enjoy your program. Stay safe. Thank, Thank you. Let's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Rufus. County, I just heard from the whip. Yeah, he's on the line here. I'm getting ready to go to it. Good. Yeah, let's go to the whip. Whip? Lash? Good. Good Good morning from snowy Alamance County. Yeah, y'all got some? What? How much did you get, your egg? Uh, we got about two inches. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it, I was sitting here laughing this morning. I said, well, the last time I called the weekend gardener, I said it was about 72 or 73 degrees. Well, dadgum, Lash, where you been? <laughs> that was, that was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your your son had a birthday this week, didn't he? Yes, sir. Whip Jr. Yes, Whip sir. Jr. had a, had a birthday. And yeah, let me tell you something. Last night. I'm, I'm so proud of that kid. He's... Uh, He's, he's a good police officer, but you talking about somebody can cook? Oh. He uh, he didn't want to go out to eat. He said, uh, we got a little meat market down in Mebane called Kenyon's Meat Market. And it's just, they you know, you go up and they just, it's fresh meat. They, they you watch them cut it and everything. Right. Well, he wanted steaks, so we, we bought steaks. And he grilled steaks for, for all of us uh, on his birthday. Hmm. And uh, it was raining and cold, and that kid stood out there in the in the rain and cold. Well, that's what police say. officers do; they stand out yeah. no matter what. Is he working yeah. today, or no? He's off this weekend. Uh, oh, that's good. Last weekend, it took him. Uh, we live 
we lived two miles off the interstate and uh, out in the country. And uh, it took him, he said he had to drive 10 miles an hour coming home last Sunday. Mm. Yeah. You know, we had all that sleep. Right. And the roads were so slick, but he had to work in all that last weekend. But thank God, this weekend he's off. And uh, I think they're calling for more next weekend. Yeah. Well, we, we could but, certainly. But let me ask y'all something. I yeah. heard something on, the, on, on TV the other day that uh, I remember back in the old days, uh, and, and I don't know how well it holds true now. And I know Rufus will remember, but uh, they were talking about does cold weather kill germs? Well, I don't think they took it the wrong way. They was talking to this doctor about it. But you know, I've always heard when you had a good snow and a freeze, uh, it, it kills the germs in the ground and makes healthier plants. Now I know tobacco farmers. You know they have to gas gas their ground before they uh they plant the plant bed but uh does does the actual freezing of the ground and the snow covering like this uh does it kill the 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 bacteria in the ground and and some of the insects it may kill some of the insects but i I imagine it would have to be cold for uh an extent the ground would have to be pretty cold johnny uh can you Enlighten yeah. us on that. Yeah, that, that um, it, it usually does not get cold enough here to do a, a, a lot of that. Now, I'm not going to say if, if there were not some some insects in that first, you know, four inches or so, uh, they might be affected. But most of them are going to be deeper than that by this time of year. Uh, I'll just take example: the Japanese beetle larvae. Um, this time, this time of year, going to be a lot deeper than than what our, you know our cold line is going to be the the snow actually insulates a little bit so you know as cold as it was last night as cold as it's going to get tonight that snow is actually going to insulate the the ground a little bit so the ground will not get as cold as if the snow was not on on the ground but um the yeah it, it has it does not normally get cold enough here to to do a lot of um insect control measures um just because they're they're not out there uh you know i, I tell people going back to pruning it's a good time to prune uh, because there's not as many diseases and insects there because whenever you prune you're making a wound on the plant and that's what gives gives an access for disease and insects to get into the into the plant but this time of year there's not as many of them out there so um you know it's they're just we just don't get cold enough for long enough periods of time to, to yeah. do a lot of. I think it depends on the insect. Now, uh, uh, the whip was talking about uh, the tobacco farmers gassing. Now, is that for nematodes? Uh, they would. Yeah, you do gas for nematodes. I don't know. If it's, uh, I'll be honest. I'm not real versed in, in the tobacco area of yeah. whether they would be doing it for nematodes. But sweet potatoes, they definitely um, they fumigate. Uh, for, for nematodes in the, in the sweet potato fields, and and that that would not be affected by the, the cold. It's not going to get cold enough to to really affect, um, not not to have to fumigate um, with. For, yeah. So the I'm nematodes, like nematodes and diseases. Yeah. Yeah, the nematodes would would still be okay. They'd still still be around with exactly. this cold cold ground. Yeah. 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 Mike, it's I not going to be a lot of disease there, uh, control. Uh, 
He's not out shoveling snow this morning. No, I you know, I I told him uh, to. You know, he needs to bring in some of his people to do all this stuff. He was talking about uh, sweeping off the hellebores and and uh, some other things out there. But I think I think he needs to give his shoulder a rest. That that was yeah, I think so too. And and let, let me tell you, uh, he he called Jake uh, on his birthday, and I'm gonna tell you, I think that was the highlight. The steaks were good, but I think talking to Rufus was the highlight of that boy's birthday. I can understand that. It's a highlight for my day. Rufus Edmonston, we all do. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I've enjoyed talking to you. I'll have you stay warm. And Rufus, stay away from the shovel. Yeah. Rufus, what were you going to say? I I wanted to ask uh, uh, the whip mentioned about tobacco beds and I, I've never thought of Alamance County as being much of a tobacco growing county. What what about that, Johnny? The Alamance what, County is a big I'm tobacco uh, county. It's yeah. what whip? The Alamance County is, is we don't have as many tobacco farmers as we used to, but yeah, Alamance County used to be a, a big tobacco county and uh yeah. you know, uh, I've got a good friend that's a tobacco farmer and they tried to get him to to grow hemp and uh, I understand he grew hemp one year and never got paid for it so I don't know whether he's ever got paid for it. <laughs> well that's no that's yeah. no good there's no, a lot of that no. going on sure was but uh, yeah yeah Alamance County has a lot of tobacco oh, yeah. Mm. yeah we got a we're, we're big tobacco country up here right I thought so yeah. listen you, you guys stay warm Piedmont, and North stay, Carolina. Uh, stay yeah. healthy yeah, you too, Whip. Thank you so much for calling. All right, love you guys. Well, we love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, 948 WPTF time. More of the Weekend Gardeners straight ahead. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yeah, and it's uh, we're into our uh, 38th year now. Uh, so how about that uh, for the Weekend Gardener? That'd be uh, 78 for the Tar Heel uh, Weekend Gardener combo there. Uh, the show started in 1945 with uh, the late John Harris, who was a uh, professor at NC State University and did a 15-minute show and read letters and whomever was on – on the board, as it were, on Saturday mornings uh, from our announcing staff would, would do the sh- show with him. And um, I, I was the last one to do it. I think I just ran John Slam out of the building. <laughs> he just couldn't take it anymore. But at any rate, he, uh, he retired in 85, and we brought in uh, Irv Evans, who was the extension yeah. agent in Wake County, to, to do the show with us and made it a talk show for a half hour. And that worked out so well, we went to an hour, and then we went to an hour and a half, and we went to two hours, and then three hours, and uh, we're still at three hours. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jeff, you you had a uh, somebody yeah. off the air who had a question? Yeah, they were talking about lantana sticks, and basically the caller wanted to know, when do you trim the long stick off a lantana? Yeah, I you know, I would wait. I know they, they kind of look bad out there but rufus and johnny i would assume you'd concur i i wait until i start seeing green growth coming from you know which is you know getting late into the spring i leave them up a long time because those those shoots are connected to the root system and they are hollow 
And on a day like this, they can get all frozen and, and kill the roots. Yeah, the safest thing with lantern is wait till you see some green up at the bottom and then uh, and then prune those back. Yeah, it's 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 hard to do because they're sort of like hydrangeas. You know, they're not the prettiest. That's true. World. So you have to be careful where you plant stuff like that. It's what Irv Evans used yeah. to tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to plant lantanas right at your front door and have to look at those mm-hmm. sticks all all winter. But right. um, but that yeah, that's your safest bet. You see them greening. You see them start greening up at that crown right at the base of uh, the plant. That's then you're safe. You can you can bring it back. Roof is that what you do? I have to cover it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to be patient and wait for the ugly to fade into the beauty. Yeah, that's <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's why I was going to go ahead right now and, and read the uh, the uh, Edward Edward Jones Cliff Joiner saying of the day, <laughs> which is this: the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. BB King, BB King, an amazing man. I was so thankful to be able to see him at the Deepak one year, and he yeah. he was really amazing. He sat out there and. Uh, he uh you know, he plays he played the guitar and didn't he wouldn't sing while he played the guitar uh-huh. he'd he'd uh he'd he'd you know play the he was a great guitarist but he would play the guitar but he wouldn't sing at the same time and he'd uh he'd stop playing the guitar and and start singing again but he stayed out there he stayed sitting in in that chair and people uh after the concert walked up to him and talked to him and he sat out there and uh handed out guitar picks and all kinds of stuff and signed autographs. He just, just a, a stellar gentleman. Oh, his, his guitar's name was Lucille, wasn't it? Lucille, yeah. Lucille was on. Yeah, that Gibson <laughs> guitar. Yeah. Well, he was he was great. Uh, he had a he had a wonderful backup band, and and I was thankful to be able to to see somebody of his caliber in concert. But uh, yeah, and what a smart saying. That's right. Nobody can take it away from you. Well, let me tell you one that Senator Irvin used to say to me when I was so lucky as a young man to be able to drive drive for him and then learn more from him in in a drive from Washington to Morganton than I did in entire law school. He would say, just remember this. As you get older, you will remember that your friends are truly your social security. Now yeah. you think of that. Isn't that true? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're fortunate to have so many friends. And uh, Richard is, is one of them. Richard, good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Uh, I've got uh, a few topics here. Um, first, a, a gumpish comment, and then about the bird brain, and then uh, drip tape, sterile soil, and sources. All right, we got about three minutes. Okay. Well, you know, uh, callers are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's right. And uh, <laughs> uh, the bird brain is uh, underestimated. Uh, you look at uh, how they can fly intercontinental, but we require uh, great technology to accomplish the same thing. Absolutely. And uh, on the uh, when in setting up my uh, tomato garden for this year, I'm going to try to use some drip tape. And uh, because you can control uh, the moisture, if you have uh, moisture that surrounds it, you can also create more mold. So targeted uh, irrigation, I think, will work better. That's what the professionals do. And uh, 
what are uh, some sources where I can get the drip tape and what brands are considered sterile soil? Because I was going to just open the bag, punch a few uh, drip holes in the bottom, and uh, try that. That's what seemed to work for Simpson's Greenhouse in Carteret County. Johnny, we have a couple of, a little less than a couple of minutes here. Can you address that? Um, yeah, the drip, drip tape is a, is a great source of irrigation, of course. Um, as far as resources go, I mean, you, you can go on Amazon. I'm sure there's lots of places there. There's a place up in um, Buffalo Junction called Berry Hill Irrigation um, that they would have the drip tape. I don't know if uh, soaker hoses would work as well. I don't know how much space you're talking about, but soaker hoses work as well as the drip tape would, the soaker hose, you can buy those at a lot of the box stores and your independent garden centers um, should have the soaker hoses. But for the drip tapes, you will need to go probably to more of a commercial uh, type facility. A lot of times the drip, drip tapes they'll put under the plastic. They do plastic culture uh, commercially and they'll put the drip tape under the, under the plastic and that helps retain, you know, retard the weeds and it helps hold the moisture in as well. And as far as the, the, Potting soil, or the soil goes. I think I heard correctly. Uh, you know, just a good reputable brand of, of potting soil. Um, you know, your Miracle Grow, your Fafford, uh, Sun Grow. Um, those, you know, your those are you know good mixes, good potting soil mixes to to use, and they should be uh, pretty much disease free. Um, you know, they're not they're not um, sterilized. They're they're more of a pasteurized you know they go to a certain temperature but if you right. get too high in temperature then you kill the good so uh, uh the good one does does that help richard do you need to hang on uh that helps a lot uh the uh soaker hose uh, yeah hold on richard we'll be back after the news standing by <laughs> 